Hello and welcome along to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast. Uh, I'm joined on this week's show by Simon Ray, now a selector with uh, Carlo Footballers, was under Turlo and back with a bang again under Niall Crew. But uh, look, it's, it's, it's kind of, look, this, this COVID is just playing havoc. We, we're after seeing during the week with cases in Armagh and Fermanagh, and I think below in Kerry as well. It's, look, it's, it's very worrying, no different to when we were speaking during your feature episode on the Left Wing Back Podcast, when we were back to your career. Um, just, just mad stuff, and I know you're up the walls as well between juggling that, and you know you were playing up as far as last weekend, also. Yeah, uh, we, um, yeah, thanks anyway. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Again, uh, it's a pleasure, pleasure to come on. Um, been listening in there to the podcast, keeping us entertained there. Uh, some good guests on as well, Daniel and Dara Foley and stuff like that. So great interview with the lads. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a mad time. Um, Obviously, being back in with the county is great, but if you look at the trend of the way things are going at the moment, it is a little bit worrying. But the one thing that the GA has been has been a bit of a release um, for us. Uh, but I think they made the right decision in what they did in the announcement because even if you, I don't, you would have been at games yourself, and I was at games, obviously, and I was going to look at games, obviously, looking at lads' form as well. But I think people become a little bit too relaxed, Kevin. Um, and obviously then you're looking at things on the television and you're seeing the crowds of some of the games and then you look at what went on down in uh, Cork last weekend and, and stuff like that. And it is worrying because we are still in the middle, obviously, of this pandemic. And uh, I mean, the GA, I think, have set the right tone right throughout this. And I think they got it right again. Um, but look, obviously, look what's going on in our man for Manor. It's, it's hard to know whether we're going to run off any championship this year. So all we can do is prepare the best we can um, in the timescale that we have and everyone try to do the right thing. And somewhere along the lines, I think we've went from being all in it together to kind of finger pointing at different things. And uh, I suppose there's so many people involved in the whole thing and businesses and everything like this. And, and it's turned into a kind of a... A bit of a tirade against certain areas and we shouldn't be like that we should be trying to 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 act the best we can and make decisions as best we can um, and, and try and get through the whole thing together i think yeah you're around a lot i mean we'll give them a shout out they've been good to us yeah. in the past and um you know you're you're back in in the showroom or whatever and you know you like many other people were kind of left on the backside for a couple of months and um like it's just the simple things like that you, you kind of take for granted, like the human interaction side of it is something that I found huge anyway during it all, be it through GA or be it through work and getting back to the office. And, uh, you know, all these things play a part of people, as you know. Well, they do, 100%. And you miss that um, social interaction, uh, whether it be you used to do things on a Wednesday night or a Friday group of friends or just, just them little small things. And what people are probably finding is that what's there to look forward to? Do you know, there's nothing to look forward to. We can't do this or we can't do that. Uh, but I think you have to change your mindset and maybe think, do something that you're going to look forward to the next day or do something for yourself or whether it be something small or whether it be planning a walk or whether it be doing something that, that you get enjoyment out of or whether it's watching something on Netflix. Just always look forward to plan something in advance for you to look forward to. Uh, and it just, it's really, at the moment, it's kind of day by day. Um, and it's trying to tune out as well. Sometimes people, we can get fixated with the figures and how many cases and stuff like that. But I think if we just 
they're doing the stuff that we're meant to do in terms of the social distance, in terms of wearing masks, obviously, is a huge thing now. Um, and obviously, washing our hands and, and doing all the stuff that they've said right from the very start. Um, these are obviously the big things and these are the stuff to stop the transmission of, of, of the virus. So, um, as I said to you, I think somewhere along the lines, we've kind of lost sight of that. Um, and it's uh, it's worrying if you look at things at the moment. Um, but on the other side of that, it's nice to have the GA and with the county because it is a release knowing that, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're heading out to Fenn at the moment. We've a good group of lads. There's actually been a huge buy-in from the players and that's a release that's something I look forward to getting up on them days and going into work with them lads and uh, the boys have been very good Niall and Ger and Victor's on board now as well Victor Dial so it's uh, it's good Nice one so uh, the juggling act became a little bit easier as we said last weekend uh, not I don't know what it is. I'm sure you would have rather been still in a championship and maybe an intermediate final which God knows when it'll go ahead at this stage but we weren't to know that last weekend and I watched, sat down and watched all the games that Party V had offered. It was actually a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. So we'll start with your own one. Look, Ballon and Brandon had their homework done clearly from the last meeting between you guys because you just never got out of the traps at all and they really looked like they were on it and no matter what G did, you couldn't get going. From, from what I could see, there was a few basic errors there, handling errors and giving the ball away a little bit silly. Just a little bit naive from Air Oaks part, Simon. And I think that maybe was the difference on, on the night because Ballon Brandon punished those every time with Big Samo in particular. That's that's an honest and very fair assessment of actually the game, to be honest with you. Uh, we, we as a group of players would have been extremely disappointed. There was uh, probably shell-shocked after the game because we just didn't perform. There was a flatness about us. Um, just, you, as you said, the, the fundamental things, just the hand pass and just stuff like that that you normally take for granted. Uh, I don't know whether there was a sense of nervousness or, or what uh, within the team, but there was a couple of things we just didn't get right. And you have to give credit to Ballinarana. They were fantastic on the night. They dictated the, the game on their own terms. We couldn't really get into it. We, we set way too deep in the game. Let them kind of come on to us and kind of pick passes off. And uh, that that was that was the big. And as well as that, we probably lost a lot of a lot of the major battles. We we were cleaned out probably in the middle third of the field. And once a team gets that platform, it's very very hard to wrestle it back. Um, you know, in a game when you're that dominant, and you know. They, they were clearly well up for the game. And as you're right, they had learned probably from the first game um, in saying that we tried to change things up and look, the, the, the few things we tried to change up probably didn't go our way either. So um, no full credit to them. They were, they were absolutely fantastic. Uh, Samo was excellent. Obviously having Darren Lunny back, he's a great ball winner, primary ball winner for them. And that made a huge difference as well because... We, by all accounts, we had heard he was injured, so we were kind of planning without him, you know. So, um, it just it's just another strength to their ball, but um, no, they were fully fully deserving of the victory. We wouldn't have any complaints, Kevin. Were you playing all those games this year with your head on a swivel as well? Obviously, looking out to see can you get guys in to play with the county? Like, obviously, you're focusing on your own game, but at the same time, you're subconscious, and I suppose not subconscious. You're very conscious of who's doing the damage on the other end, and maybe who's marking you tightly and stuff. And are those little things that you're kind of looking at while you're playing and thinking, "Geez, we'll, we'll make use of this fella now when we finish up. We get him in here at the county." Oh, look, hundred uh, percent. That's been honest. I, I, the standard of intermediate football, I thought was really good this year. Um, 
we, we, we had a couple of tight games against Ban McGran and Michel. Obviously, we're, unfortunately, we didn't get to play Kilbride, which is everyone knows the reasons by now. Um, but um, the standard has been really good. And, and even the few intermediate games I've, I've seen and went to, and the, the couple of Island Park TV, they've been really, really enjoyable. Um, there's there's a lot of really really good lads and a lot of really really good young lads and uh, like to be fair we picked out good, good few lads from from kind of every club I suppose um, in terms of looking at them and, and offering them the opportunity to, to come in and because basically with the county at the moment it's it's it's, a, it's an open book but the standard has, has been excellent I think uh, like to me Ban and Ran are probably a senior team um, they were desperately unlucky last year to, to come down um, they were very competitive in all the three games they're actually leading to Nyland going into injury time in, in their last round of the game to Nyland got a goal in injury time um, and then obviously they, they didn't turn up against Rangers in the in the relegation final um, and that's probably disappointing for them. But look, them and Kildavan to me probably, you know, we could have a, a 10, 10 uh, team senior competition rather than an 18, I think. Um, they're, they're competitive, um, let's be honest with you. So maybe it's something to, for Carla GA to look at and maybe bring two teams up from the junior and kind of get, get things more competitive again rather than having the A teams. Uh, it's something for them to consider, definitely. Um, but um, look, a lot of these teams as well are doing fantastic work. There's way more tactics now involved, uh, even in intermediate teams and the stuff, the way they're setting up uh, like that. Go back to maybe seven, eight years ago, weren't even in a senior setup, like, you know, so they're all tuned in, they're all well prepared, uh, they're, they're all good level of fitness as well. Obviously, I think this year, lads are in, in great, like looking at Samo and a few of the other lads are great, Nick, because they're probably going to go with a work over the lockdown and uh, stuff like that. So, um, look, it's something to consider, uh, but I, I really enjoyed uh, the, the intermediate football this year. It was a release and it was just nice to be back playing a bit of ball as well, Kevin, to be honest with you. Yeah, because obviously you missed out last year, um, which was kind of, I suppose, well, well documented at this stage. And, and obviously that would have hurt, like, let's be honest about it. So to be back playing this year, I'm sure, was, was, was a big thing for you, like. Oh, yeah, we, we spoke about that, like, in the, in, the, uh, in the podcast there that we did during lockdown. Of course, it hurt. Um, anybody, anybody close to me knows it hurt. But I, like, look at my head, I still something to offer. Uh, the body is okay the body feeling good I, I work hard at trying to get the body right as well in terms of you have to do a lot of preventive stuff and there's far more stretching involved after games and stuff once you get to a certain age that's just par for the course uh, if you want to kind of stay doing something but um, no I was look I was happy I was very happy this year to get back and offer something to the club and uh, even amongst we, we have a good group of young lads coming um, on that intermediate team as well I think potential of probably four or five of those guys to step up to senior level um, over the next couple of years so it's good for them to get exposed to intermediate football and uh, see what it's about because it definitely crowns you um, before you kind of step up into that senior setup. Um, so no, it's, just, it's great to be back playing and you're seeing, I think I've seen a lot more kind of so-called elder statesmen playing football this year or you heard stories from around um, you know uh, and 
like look look at last weekend Emo beating Port Leash and Paul Lawler had, had a cracking game for uh, That's Emo right, yeah. sure Paul is probably my age or he might be even a, bit, a little bit older than me so I think once lads have still something to offer and that they're if they're able to buy into it and know their value to it as well, I, I, I definitely think that, you know, any coach or manager should definitely be considering them. Um, as long as they're bringing something good to the setup, um, that, that, that's my own opinion on it. I mean, but uh, there's plenty of, there's plenty of teams around to have, have loads of experience um, in, involved in it. Um, look, I suppose with Aerobe it's different, Kevin, because they probably just have a volume of numbers, you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. And uh, that's that's probably where they're looking at and, and, and saying. And uh, obviously, as well as that, as I said to you, you know, there was very little conversation anyway that happened between myself and Joe. So we've gone over that anyway. But like, that's just the way it is, I think. Uh, but look, myself, I was just really, really happy uh, to be back out kicking the ball and actually really enjoyed it, like, you know. Um, that was the that was the best thing, and um, really enjoying it. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for it, and that's probably what is hurting people the most: the fact that it's gone on us now. And look, before I kind of come to you on the rest of the games from the weekend, gone. Do you see these games being played off, Simon, in some sort of a window before Christmas, or are we under serious pressure here now in Carlow to get these games done? I I think we're under serious pressure um, from the simple reason because, and I feel sorry for the likes of. The Tullos that had a brilliant game against Grange at the weekend and in a final now, and the likes of Lavins and the Urban Labranas, maybe it's a possibility these might be played. I don't know, but looking at the senior, I'm, I'm thinking that, okay, Aeroger due to play Mountain Rangers and Raffilio due to play Palantine, but Carlo obviously are in the McDonough Cup and Carlo probably one of the favourites for the McDonough Cup this year, uh, if we're being honest about it, or they'll definitely be feeling that way themselves, but there's probably six or seven Rangers lads involved that are going to be involved with, with them hurlers. So if the Carlo get well advanced in that competition, you're looking at, I think, the final is fixed for the 14th of December. So if they went all the way to the final, it's very, very difficult to see any of them fixtures being finished this side of Christmas, Kevin. Mm. Uh, and therein lies the problem. Um, I'm sure Carla GA would have loved him to got the fixtures played off this year, this weekend, but unfortunately with the GA's announcement, that window is gone now. And I think they're talking about no club activity uh, games wise for three weeks. So basically that brings us up to very close to when we're playing awfully. So it's it's not going to be done either then, you know. Um so I don't know in terms of if we lose to Offaly, is there a window before the McDonough Cup starts there? I haven't really looked at that, uh, maybe to finish out the fixtures. But um, I, I think they're under big pressure. I think they're under big pressure. But I also think we shouldn't be here either, Kevin. I think we should have had our thing run off completely. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Um, I, think, I think they should have been run beside each other. Um, you know, look, we we we'd four senior hurling teams there. They got six weeks of hurling. There's in the football only is really based on five weeks. They should have been running coinciding with each other. Um, and that's the disappointing thing. We probably shouldn't be here. Both championships should be well finished by now. Like, look how long the hurlers are finished. Like, you know, so um, that's another side of it, and that's for people probably within the within the county board. Now, look. Everybody's an expert when it comes to fixtures and stuff like this, but you wonder why that decision was made uh, in the first place that they didn't do it as they normally do it. Um, so in hindsight, it's a great thing as well, but it's something that I would have felt strongly about. Um, it, it should be well done by now, you know? Yeah, I think it probably should be as well. And look, 
I'm not going to be a hypocrite now either, but like as it turned out, I, we were all for praising the structures and all on this podcast and happy and throughout up until things went a bit <laughs> left wing. Pardon the expression. Last yeah. week with uh, with you know the way it was the way it was put there was a club was accommodated and the other club which you mentioned Kilbride didn't seem to be accommodated. That's the general vibe after hearing both sides from yeah. all parties and all this. But what I'm trying to say to you is, as it turned out the final was supposed to be this weekend and it wasn't going to be played because of COVID anyway. So, mm-hmm. the other side of it is, like, we shouldn't have been in that situation and also, could we have, could we have, like, did some, like, I know the Harlan in particular, didn't they have a few midweek games? There was a midweek round on for sure. So, yeah. like, that's yeah. something that possibly could have been considered just in the unlikely event or possibly the actual likely event that this could happen. 100% and if you look at now with, with the facilities we have in Dr. Cullen Park the lights are there if you look at the service the Park TV has been brilliant service as well so like all these things it would have been brilliant to have a midweek fixture and the players you ask any player what do they want to do they just want to play games you know what I'm saying to you so uh, look no one can foresee what's what's going to happen down the line like we're having a conversation today and there mightn't be any inter-county in three weeks time do you know what I'm saying to you so these things are kind of nearly on a week-to-week basis at the moment and uh, but I, I would have felt strongly that we should have got it done an awful lot quicker I think the opportunity was there to get it done quicker Kevin and um, that's being honest with you uh, so again look only, only people within the remit know the answer to that uh, and, and going back to Kilbride like they were they were probably desperately unlucky uh, in terms of the way the way the whole thing fell. Uh, I do know from what I understand too, and I'm not just saying it, but I think Aero looked to, to refix the game for them, I think, but it was, it was said that uh, it wasn't allowed. Um, and I think it was even offered that we could play it on the midweek. But um, again, I think that was not back on its head. So, And the whole PAL situation, obviously it was under a different remit because the way the wording, I seem, uh, seemingly it's a technicality or something that the, any team affected by COVID should lose the points. So Pal weren't up for any points. It was obviously a knockout part of the competition. So technically, they were probably right to to appeal the decision. Um, they had a basis such, to, to, to do it, like, yeah. They had a basis to do it. And listen, any club is going to do it. I mean, uh, this is the thing, you know, that it was my own club or whether it be Rafili or whoever it is, uh, you know, someone's going to appeal it and, and, and look for it. And uh, that's, that's that's their own kind of prerogative. But uh, I do feel sorry for, for Kilbride, definitely, because they were very competitive. In, like, I mean, I think the last to Michael by a point, the last to Van Brennan by two points, who's to say they might not turn their logo over it? Do you know what I'm saying to you? So, um, this this is the thing uh, which is probably frustrating about the whole thing but there were probably two different instances because that was part of the league part of it and the Palantine issue was, was, was part of the knockout part of it so Carlo probably should have had a, a, a new set of rules themselves or a new wording on, on, on the thing and from what I understand that wasn't in place and that's how Palantine remained in the championship um, so look someone can correct us if we're wrong on that but that's that's what from the reading I get from it Yeah it was sound of a road to offer that up anyway to play the game but you know it just kind of <laughs> from the outside in I just get the real feel of um, we'll just say the Dermot Connolly incident going back seven or eight nine years ago when he got sent off um, against Donegal I think it was and then he was let play the other in a final uh, mm. and they found something in the book that basically didn't get a fair trial. And then I think back to Torlund and the hardship they got when they basically ripped apart someone's argument with video evidence and 
didn't get over the line with their appeal. Um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say yeah. is I'm trying to make a club comparison that Palatine would be seen as a much bigger club and Kilbride yeah. probably Kilbride are probably the Carlo in it and Pal possibly could be the Dublin in it. And look, I'm not putting this out there to stir shit or anything like that. But there is a theory there. We always talk about at county level that the bigger teams sometimes get the benefit of the doubt. And it seems like this has happened within our own county. And look, everyone out in Pal now is going to absolutely kill me for saying this, but that's just how it's seen from the outside in. And I'm sure a lot of people are in agreement with that too. Well, I, I think the number one thing, and you're 100% right, like that's people look at, I think the, the problem, the biggest problem that we have with these decisions is that there's no clarity. There's no statement saying the reason why. So no one knows. So everybody's assuming or everybody's making uh, suggestions or everybody, it's hearsay. And then someone puts something out there that mightn't be completely true. You know what I'm saying to you? Whereas I think we don't cover ourselves in glory. Sometimes if we come out and we make a statement and clarify the situation and say the reason why, that actually might be enough for people, Kevin. But we don't seem to do that. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. I, and, and I don't know why that's being honest with you um, like, so it's, it's definitely something going forward they're probably just better communication uh, in, in every walk of life but we, we don't we, we never seem to cover ourselves in glory because right up until Pal that Sunday morning and uh, that Pal were, were, were put back in no one seemed to know what the issue was uh, obviously the game was meant to be live streamed they didn't know whether it was kind of going ahead. The Hannerans themselves didn't know what the situation was. And then all of a sudden, they're put back in. Then the fixtures were moved back week. And, and it was going to affect the county setup as well in terms of we would have had to play Sligo the day before the county final. Uh, so if, you, if you've been palling or affiliate in the county final or palling in Aero or an Aero or an like you could have the guts of up to maybe nine, ten lads indirectly between them two teams they could possibly be in contention to line out against Sligo. So you're playing Sligo with, without a third or panel. Do you know what I'm saying to you? So uh, that's not benefiting anybody, Kevin. Um, and that's the biggest problem that they had. And there was no window for anything like this either. You know, that's why I was saying to you about only the five weeks for football. It was so tight to cram everything in. And they weren't thinking if there was going to be any type of an issue, um, I see a couple of other counties suspended club games, Longford and stuff like that, and they did. They were able to fit the teams back in, but like we didn't have that window. And so, as I said, we, we probably just need to come out and, and be honest about it and, and tell the reason why to people. Because I'm not on Twitter, but I heard Twitter was alight with with um, people um, obviously not happy about the whole situation and. Palantine as a club then might get a bit of heat, but like as I said to you, they're well within the remit to go and ask uh, or go along the lines of, of um, appealing the thing, uh, especially if there is that technicality there. Do you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah, absolutely. So look, um, do you know, it does seem a little bit redundant to be even talking about last week's games, but we do have to because there's some crackers in there. And I'll come to that junior game in a moment, but just the other semi-final, like with Calavin getting over Fenna. They were very, very dominant in that game. Fenn didn't score mm. for, I think it was a couple of minutes into the second half, was it? They got yeah. they got a score and, jeez, um, it had the makings and it still has the makings of a great final whenever it's, whenever it's played. Daniel kicked an absolute beaut as well from outside, yeah. the, outside the 45 and he has the ability to do that and kick some, yeah. some great frees also. Jeez, it's like, it, it had the makings of a cracker, didn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, I've been very impressed with Calavan in their uh, in their last two outings uh, against Moisha and against um, against Fenner last day. Uh, 
just seem obviously they were turned over by Fanny early in the group stage and there's been a good reaction to that obviously out there I remember listening to Daniel and uh, he said a couple of things and I knew that they're the type of lads out there that just kind of bring that together tighter the whole unit becomes tighter and uh, they're all up the sleeves and they've been excellent absolutely excellent very well set up uh, uh, dangerous going forward as well uh, and uh, obviously look Daniel has, has that in his locker. He, he, I've seen him do it multiple times for both Calabin and Carlo. He's, he's well capable of putting that, them, them frees over for, from them distances. Uh, so it, it will, I think it'd be a, a, it would be a brilliant final. But unfortunately now, are you going to see, I mean, the two teams are getting to a stage where everything is going well. Lads are really starting to come into themselves and their fit and everything is going. Ball, ball skills are really, really good. But like, if you have this final and it's not on for a month or five weeks, it's very hard to keep that intensity going for that level of time, Kevin. And it's very hard for teams to come out and be match ready because you're probably not getting challenge games and most clubs are out. You know what I'm saying to you? Most clubs are finished for a season. So how do you replicate that intensity, that game intensity? Uh, it's difficult to do. Uh, it's extremely difficult to do. Uh, the only way you can do it is if you have probably big numbers that you can play an in-house game, keep things ticking over and stuff like that. But probably them two clubs, like, I don't know, they might have to call on lads to come in to play games and stuff like that, like, you know, so, but like, so it's difficult uh, for, for any, any club that's in a final now that's, that's obviously shut down. That's, you feel really, really sorry for them. Um, because no one knows, and it's that unknown. At least if you know it and you have your fixture on it, you know, okay, I can tune in and we can try and get right for that. So any managers out there at the moment, what do they do? Do they give a week off? Do they stay tipping over? Do you do much fitness work in between then? Is it just all ball work? These are all questions that you have to kind of deal with. Um, and uh, it's, it's challenging. It's, cha- it's very challenging, you know. It is indeed, Simon. And come here, did you see those junior semi-finals? You did. I, I didn't see the junior semi-finals. No, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see them. Uh, I heard them. I just uh, sp- speaking to John Murphy the other night uh, as well. Uh, John was bitterly disappointed. Uh, back in, Gray, back in straight away. I just he, he was given credit. He was, yeah, he was. Jesus, back in. I wouldn't uh, be seen. I tell you now, if I lost a game like that, I wouldn't be seen for about two yeah. weeks. Because oh, Jesus Christ, like. They lost a game well, that was nearly unlosable there because well, they, had, they had it. They had it. They lost it. Just listen to the radio. They had it. They lost it. They had yeah. it. They lost it. And uh, that's the, probably the disappointing thing for them. If you don't understand it, but uh, that was always going to be a, a titanic struggle um, between two two really really uh, close teams. There, you know, we played actually total on a challenge game. Um, there uh, just before the start of the championship and I thought they were moving really, really well. Obviously, Mickey O was with them and uh, I thought they were flying. The couple of good young lads, uh, Jacko uh, was flying centre-forward from Porrig. Porrig Murphy flying. Owen O'Toole has a, a bit back between his teeth again. Uh, a couple of experienced lads with a couple of younger lads as well. So I thought they were moving really, really well. Very impressed with them like we played them. Um, so look, they're in, they're in a final now, which are, look, um, and sure for poor old Grange uh, and even John himself there yeah he was back in uh, getting he was getting actually a little bit of a hamstring issue he was getting um, a bit of treatment off of Gary um, Gary Nolan so but, uh, it's great to see him he's a br- brilliant fella John uh, great servant to Carlo and uh, it's good to have him on board again um, coming coming in uh, for next year you know 
Yeah, absolutely. The game actually, in extra time, it reminded me of uh, either of those two fights between Dylan White and Derek Chisora. Not because it was boxing in it, but geez, at one stage, Henry Hegarty in particular was, was a great example of it. The legs were just gone. And he took about three passes in quick succession while hobbling through sheer exhaustion. And it's true. Oh, he yeah. was just... And, and Henry's big, strong lad, fit as a fiddle, but you could just see the toll it was taking on the players. Uh, the quality was absolutely unreal as well for, like, I mean, you're talking about junior A football. It's a, it's a really high standard. And I suppose, from your point of view, <clears throat> I'm not telling you what to do with Slitter or Carlo far by me to tell you that as a junior C footballer myself, but there is a few diamonds in the rough. The other reason we, we've been trying to find them, uh, we're actually... We're actually open for on Sunday morning, it was a horrible morning, actually it was a horrible day to play football, um, so that's why I caught a bit of the game when I was coming back in, we stepped back to have a chat about lads and stuff like that, but uh, it's, uh, there is, there's no question, uh, there's there's plenty of lads there, well capable Kevin of stepping up uh, to um, county football, they, they just have to show the commitment, uh, that's that's the biggest thing uh, that probably separates anybody, it's, it's the commitment side of it and coming in and the one thing it will do it will make you a better footballer uh, and if you buy into the, to the whole setup and uh, there's a good group of guys in there at the moment um, so we've, we've got to buy in from, from, from most obviously uh, and obviously we were able to go back then to the clubs obviously after announcement on Monday and start asking more lads in um, which, which is great um, so it's, it's good I'm looking forward to it going forward anyway yeah, so just going back to that game, uh, just mental, simple as that. Some great free take, and Jesus, I tell you one thing, it'd never be worth going back to look at for a man of your caliber as a free taker to go back and see lads slotting frees off the ground from all kinds of ranges in the pieces of rain and bad wind. conditions, that's the thing as well. Yeah, about slotting it's, them. It's, Alan, it's, Alan Fleming and Brian Bourne, I think, was there from either side, it, were absolutely knocking them. It's harder to do that. I always found the ball was that little bit heavier, so you kind of had to give it a, a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more of a thump, I suppose. Uh, and then you're judging the wind as well. So but it's, it's difficult in, in like, I, I, as I said to you, we were out on a training Sunday and uh, out, out, out in a big wide open pitch as well. But uh, no, I have to say, sure, look, fair play to, to bottom, like, by all accounts, it was, a, it was an incredible game, and uh, to finish the way it did then as well, uh, it's obviously heartbreaking for heartbreaking for Grange because a couple of times that you're showing to Grange, where it seemed to be on top, then they got three points ahead in extra time as well, and it's okay. This is to have this now. Just need to close it down, and uh, but you have to give credit to Tullo then for for fighting back. Uh, you know, so um, look, it's you hate to have a loser, but that's unfortunately that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's the way, and. Uh... We all club Lachlan Bridge for another semi-final on Saturday and really enjoyed their journey this year, winning the three championship games. And they were in a pretty good position, Simon, against against Tin Island, but unfortunately two errors really um suckered them because Tin Island got two goals out of them. One look it was a very simple error, and the same chap is after having a savage year. It could happen to anyone, but he went out gung ho with the right intention to go for a ball and being a really warm day, the ball just hopped over his over head. The head. But he but he attacked yeah. the ball crucially, it was just really, really unfortunate. And um, to really slip one the net and then another one uh, short kicker was kind of intercepted bang back to the net 2-8 to 10 10 scores apiece but obviously the goals win games and that was uh, that was the difference um, Tin Ryland had plenty of experience uh, Shane O'Neill you know for a long time um, I do yeah you know a player geez, like Shane has books of football in him like you know and of football great, yeah. great, great servant uh, Peeney Whelan was a centre forward um, do you know Crafty. so the, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great, great left foot. He got that. He got that second goal. And Tyrone had those guys on the field, whereas Lachlan Bridge, for the most part, are a team of chaps. And it wasn't until near the end, Packy Fleming came in. Um, you know, Val Fleming was actually there in the line as well. I don't know if he was injured or not, but he would have provided a bit of experience. I think that possibly might have just told in the end. But if the structures are to remain the same, it would seem that obviously we have promotion this year. We don't have relegation. Now, <laughs> I say that with a little bit of hesitation because we could go into a boardroom there now during the winter no, and we could have a, no, no. a complete new, new set of plans. Yeah, but if you were to go off the way it is at the moment, you'd be thinking, right, the strongest team is going out of each grade, but there's no team coming down. So that should mean the grade will give you a better chance to win the grade possibly next year, unless the team coming up is outrageous. But I would imagine coming up from Junior B, fair play to the winners, they'd be looking to go up and make a bit of a... Uh, I suppose a song and dance when they get there but that, there's a bit of a gap between that Junior B and Junior A but I think when you go from Junior A to Intermediate like once you get out there and get a bit of momentum you can go on and do something and Fennec kind of proved that by getting to a semi-final and could possibly be promoted in the next couple of years Could and look where Carlo GA needs the likes of the Fennes and the Lachlans and all these clubs to be performing probably at a higher level like we need probably Lachlan to be up in intermediate need Fennet even to be up at senior and to get back I remember when I started off playing senior you were playing against the likes of the Fennes and the Lachlans you know in senior uh, and the Clamores as well so like th- this is where we, we probably need uh, the teams to, to and look there's a huge amount of work going on in these clubs uh, it takes a huge time and effort to to, to uh, get the, the young lads uh, and bring them up along and then get them up into a team and develop them as they're going you know and there's massive coaching going on right, right throughout the county and uh, all players at younger age are being exposed to much better levels of coaching as well and that's, that's massive as well um, but I'd merely make the suggestion this year that you bring the two teams that are in each final up into the grade above. So if you say Calavin and, and Ban Lebron bring both them to senior, if you've uh, say Tullo and Tin Ryland bring both of them up to intermediate and you know vice versa along, that's the yeah. suggestion I'd make this year. And uh, as you said then the other teams then kind of it'll be more competitive next year and that they have a chance like I've seen a couple of junior games the junior A I've seen a couple of junior B games as well from being down in the club I've looked at like Clamore were very strong I've seen them there in, in the in the junior B um, and so like look to, to me there is an opportunity to do that Kevin I think I think it make for stronger championships uh, I think to come up with maybe a, a different format uh, it's something to play around with you have the opportunity now to do it do you know what I'm saying to you um, and it focuses the mind to them other clubs um, that there's something to look forward to like I mean I'm sure like say if, if Bannerbrenner or, or Calavin lose that that um, intermediate final like they'll be good and they're thinking oh how do we get ourselves going again whereas if they're in a senior set next year they'll get the buy-in from the players hopefully and and the club will be looking forward to it you know what I'm saying plus you're up playing against better teams you can judge yourself against better teams you can improve and you know where you have to then to get to a level and so there's other people that say no that's not the way to do it and you'd be worrying about teams getting uh, badly badly exposed and stuff like that but like if you look at Van der last year they're extremely competitive in the senior setup. I thought like you know and Calavin uh, seemed to have a good group of guys coming through uh, still have a bit of experience there with likes of John Kerwin and Daniel and stuff like that um, but there were a couple of young guys coming through there as well like you know so um I'd be all for that. That that might be a suggestion they might look at rather than the one team. Um, but look, who knows? Who knows what the plans are, Kevin? 
Who knows indeed. Well, listen, Simon, I'm going to leave it there because I know you're uh, you're inside uh, trying to do a bit there too. And thanks for taking the, the time out to, to have a chat with us. Uh, look after yourself because like you guys are the only guys that are kind of going to be out in action the next couple of weeks and you're playing their county games. And with that becomes obviously that little bit of a risk. So just, just, just look after yourself anyway. Keep up the good work. And hopefully we'll be talking about Carlo playing games in a few weeks' time and uh, you know that they'll get to go ahead. Yeah, look, that's, that's the number one thing. I think anytime you step out, you're kind of exposing yourself or you're going to a different group, you're exposing yourself to it. Uh, but I have to say, look, the, 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 the things that we have in place, uh, you're making the decision based on, on, on yourself, you know, you, what you're comfortable with. Like, you know, um, I was only talking to my own wife, Tracy, about that. She's a primary school teacher, so it's no different than her going into that setting every day as well. Like, you know, there's other people making decisions as well. But uh, look, it's enjoyable as well because you, I think it focuses the mind. It's something to do. You're getting out. It's a that little bit of interaction. You're seeing different people as well. So it kind of helps in that way as well, Kevin, you know. But uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. If there is any football, uh, I'm, very, I'm very much so looking forward to it. And uh, as I said, there's been a great buy-in from, from the lads so far. Uh, and it's good getting to, to, to work with Jer and Niall there. So, um, yeah, really looking forward. Thanks for having me on, Kevin.